This is Tommy Bowman, co-founding pastor of Mission Church and host of the Redefining Church podcast. The mission of this podcast is to guide local churches towards a movement of Jesus. This is Redefining Church. Well, hey guys, welcome to the Redefining Church podcast. It's season two, episode four. If you've been on this journey with me since season one, thank you. Thanks for being loyal and committed followers. If you're new, if you're checking out maybe this episode for the first time, it's great to have you a part of this community. I would encourage you, and I bet the listeners would too, to go back to season one, catch up with those episodes. They are really foundational to where we are going in this season two. Whether you're new or you've been listening forever, uh, please consider rating, reviewing, and subscribing, sharing this podcast or this specific episode with that one pastor or leader in the church that could really benefit from this. This podcast is coming to Amazon Music. They're starting to have uh, podcasts I heard soon. So I just submitted the show. It should be showing up soon if you plan to listen there. And we are also on YouTube. So love for you to check us out on YouTube, uh, subscribe. But if you don't wanna just listen and you wanna watch, YouTube is the place. Uh, my mission really for this podcast and why I did it when COVID-19 hit is I really wanna guide churches towards a movement of Jesus. The vision that I have is, you know, the movements of Jesus breaking out in your local church um, in our lifetime together. And I believe the conversations we're having on this show, the questions we're asking is leading towards that, is going to continue to lead towards that. Over the next few episodes, I don't know how many it's going to be, but I want to get into our values of gather, grow, and go and how we move people through our values with movement in mind. And so we have Gather, Grow, Go, as I said, gathering differently, growing intentionally, and going missionally. And I wanna to talk to you about how we gather, grow, and go for the sake of movement, both in people's lives, but in our church's life. And so today, I have a guest on the show, Dan Ruda. He's a part of our team. He's been on our staff for almost five years. He's the director of church movement. He really stoked this conversation. It's why we brought him onto our staff to help us get back to why we started this church. He developed our growth track, leads our missional community. So you're gonna get a lot out of this conversation today as we talk about gathering for movement. So let's get into today's conversation with Dan Ruda. All right, so I am here with Dan Ruda. Dan, thanks for being on the show for the first time. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, we got to we got to golf yesterday, which we don't get to do a lot. We how did. how was that for us? It was sunny and it was great to walk in grass. That's what yeah. my golf game was like. Yeah, mine too. Tough day, but it was for a good cause. It was. It was for a good cause. Yep. All right. Well, um, I'm pumped to have you on the show. I've been telling the audience for a while. I've been teasing out that I'm going to have guests. Oh, you're too kind. And you're the, uh, you're the first one. So we're going to talk about, and as I said in the intro, we're going to spend the next few episodes going through our three values, gather, grow, go, how we gather for movement, how we grow for movement, how we go for movement. And just because I like to give credit away, those values were coined by you, Dan Ruda. It was a team that? effort. It was a team yeah, effort. It was a team effort. And I like to say, I mean, there's nothing like terribly unique about those three words, gather, grow, and go. We just kind of put them in an order and made some systems. So we, when we talk about our values, gather, grow, go, we say, you know, we want our people to be gathering differently, mm -hmm. growing intentionally, mm -hmm. and going missionally. Today, today's episode is about what does it look like to have our people gathering differently and gathering for a movement? So first question for you is what, is it, what does it mean? What does it look like to gather 
differently here at Mission Church. Yeah, yeah, it's great. You mentioned those three values. And when it comes to gathering differently, when our people hear that, uh, three questions pop into their minds. And that's, who am I inviting? What am I giving? And where am I volunteering? And we want this for our people, not just from our people. And so uh, that's true. It's not just language. Um, kind of the heart of this is when it comes to gathering differently, it's one thing to gather. And if you've got church leaders, I know that listen to this podcast, uh, the state of the church still is and has been one of consumption. That doesn't mean it's a bad thing. That's just where people are at when they first gather at a church. And so we like to say it's one thing to gather, but it's another thing to gather differently. Yeah. And the heart is, what am I bringing as we gather? Awesome. And so to frame it up, we ask, who am I inviting? Are there people you're bringing? What am I giving? What resources are you bringing? Where am I volunteering? What time are you bringing? It's awesome. So we at Mission Church, we have a name for the people who gather differently. It's not member. I yep. talked about this in season one. So who are these people in our church? Yeah, they're called partners. And you've probably already said this, but we say uh, churches have, have members, movements require something more. Mm. And we kind of leave it at dot, dot, dot. I haven't said that yet. Oh, there you go. Well, churches have members. Movements (laughs) require something more. And the more on the way is what we call partners. And a partner is a follower of Jesus who gathers differently at Mission Church. And so uh, it's important that if our mission is to help people find and follow Christ, they are on their way. They're finding and following Christ. And so uh, as they gather differently, um, they're asking those three questions. Who am I inviting? What am I giving? Where am I volunteering? Yep. And so now if you're listening, you might be like, well, you would think a partner would revolve around like all three of the values. Someone that's totally sold out to, yes, gathering and gathering differently, but also growing and going. How did we get to the place where a partner really focuses around our value of gathering and gathering differently? Talk to us about that. Yeah, it's um, when it comes to gathering differently, and I'll just say this for um, the pastors, leaders listening in here. One of the things that I've learned, and Tommy, you've actually helped teach along the way, is you and your leadership and your team uniquely get to set the bar of engagement for your people. So if you want your people to engage with your church, assimilate into your church culture, participate in some small groups or classes to ultimately find their place volunteering on a team, and that's where the finish line is, you can do that. But it's a long road to get there and Mm -hmm. you lose people along the way. But you as the leader, you get to set the bar. And we just said, what if the lowest bar of entry and the most easy and natural thing is you jump on a team and you start volunteering and you just gather differently. That's just what you do here. So I just wanted to say that uh, as an aside, but there's really two main reasons why partners focus on gathering differently. Uh, The first one is this. Uh, You've mentioned this. We are an aircraft carrier Mm -hmm. type of a church. And an aircraft carrier, we will always be equipping and we will always be sending people. And an aircraft carrier is also a ship that must be manned. Mm-hmm. And so to, to continue to man the aircraft carrier and continue to create moments for people, we need partners to be owning that. And so that's the first thing. We're an aircraft carrier. We need the ship to be manned. The second thing is a little bit more like we, we, you know, we can't control it, which I love. It's this time thing, and not mm-hmm. to over-spiritualize it, but it's the way that the spirit works. Uh, this movement light bulb turns on at different times for, for people. Yeah. And we just have found 
there needs to be some time for people to become partners and ruminate and allow redefining church to happen for them. Um, You know, we want their relationship to the church to pivot to a relationship as the church. Yeah, that's good. And that just sometimes takes time. And so people get a taste of it when they, you know, are a partner and they invite, give, volunteer. Uh, They're off the sidelines, they're in the game, they're risking a little bit and the spirit just does this thing over time. Yeah. So it's that cultural piece with which the values are, you use the word ruminate, but people just need to like be around it for a while, hear the same thing. Like Dan and I co-facilitate the planter course and we actually did it just the other night. And you can see like heads nodding as we're sharing some of yep. this stuff, but they, they haven't been here for two weeks. A lot of them, they've been here for at least a year. And there's no magic number, but it feels like it's like a two year thing for the redefining church aircraft carrier stuff to land. Yep. Like they get it in theory, but then like what they really get it, it seems like, and they can see themselves in it after about two years. Yeah, that's true. And we, and I mean, we've, we've had people show up all excited, like sprinting off the blocks, kind of like a flash in the pan. Yeah, yeah, I know what this is about. I love it. And it's like a quick burnout. They leave, go, bye, yeah. see ya. And then we've had people be really slow burns for a very long time. Yeah. Um, and so like you've said, kind of that year to year mark is where people, I mean, they, they show up, they start contributing, they become a partner, uh, they absorb the DNA, the Holy Spirit does his work, church begins to be redefined, yeah. and then their yeses are much more concrete yeah. and permanent and long-lasting. Yeah, and listeners, you guys know, I'd like to tell you things we've gotten wrong. So we've had partners since 2013, and a partner used to be somebody who gathers, grows, and goes. They like They like do everything. They're like that top whatever, 10%. And what we found, and this was my fault if anybody's, but what we had found is, you know, A, to Dan's point, it took a lot of people to get to that point. So then we had a bunch of people who just really felt bad that Mm -hmm. they weren't really doing. Mm -hmm. So they were calling themselves a partner when they really weren't. And then they got me making them feel bad because they're not hitting the mark. And so that's where about three years ago we said, hey, what if the core of our church where the people, the partners who gathered differently and all the things you're mm-hmm. saying, it just gave them time to kind of get the wheels going. I mean, we have people walking in our church who've never been a part of a local church. And so it gives them a chance to truly be a part of something while still having, like you said, room to grow mm-hmm. even further mm-hmm. into a planter, which we'll talk about in a, uh, some upcoming episodes. All right, so gathering differently, we of course have a gathering and we use that gathering to get people moving. We, we use that gathering for the sake of movement. We also keep it simple too. So what are some ways that we at Mission Church that we actually gather here with movement as our kind of lens and focus? Yeah, I, I said the term, I think you mentioned it originally in years past, creating moments that lead to movement. And so we really wanna leverage the Sunday gathering as much as possible. For movement. And so a couple of things very practically that we do, um, we have our vision campaigns. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will talk about one thing and it's usually in the heart of uh, who am I inviting? What am I giving generosity and yeah. where am I volunteering? So we run vision campaigns for three weeks at a time. Uh, each one of those vision campaigns is um, underscored with a story of transformation. Somebody who's volunteering for the first time, giving for the first time, inviting. So we always have a story of impact, both uh, how God is transforming them 
and how the mission is extending beyond them. So yeah. we always want to go back to the DNA and our why, helping people find and follow Christ. Uh, so we talk about one thing for three weeks in a row. And uh, we and, share the same video and we share story the same three video weeks story. in a row. Yep. Yeah. Which and, at the beginning, we're like, is that going to be weird to share the yeah. same video three weeks in a row? But again, church leader, everything, every decision you make, every plan you make is an opportunity for discipleship for your people. And so I would say to you, if you're concerned with going the, like the exact same thing in a spot Sunday morning for three weeks in a row, aren't my people going to complain? There's a discipleship opportunity. You go, hey, look, that means there aren't new people who have never heard this here in the room. Yeah. It's just us. Yeah. There's an opportunity for growth there. Another thing, a second uh, kind of gold nugget for why you need to do it three times in a row is Andy Stanley says it. He says, vision leaks and the power of um, sticky language the best thing is when I hear our partners using our collective language yeah. to communicate the values of this church. Yeah. And so, hey, for you, there's a teaching moment there. You're like, hey, if this is getting redundant, we need some new people in here. There's, yeah. a, good, there's a good invite opportunity right there and vision leaks. So we need to keep going back to it and keep talking about our values yeah. too. And not, not a super inspiring reason to do it, but you guys listening, you know, even pre-COVID, if you show a video three weeks in a row, chances are most people are only still going to see it one time, one time. at, at so, best. Yeah, I mean, that's better than the average. But, but like yeah. we just started showing for the first week, we're doing a volunteer push. So we shared this amazing story for this guy named Andrew. And we know because we've witnessed it for three years now. It, let's just say someone's going to be here all three weeks. They're going to see it week one and they're going to nod along and be like, oh, it's cool. And then week two, they're going to hear something that they didn't quite hear him say the first week, yep. like something's going to pop totally yep. new. And then that third week uh, is probably the week that they're going to, I mean, we always see the most movement in people on that last week yeah, we're talking the about. The third it. week yeah. they go, oh, I know what this is. Oh, wait, there's a card on my chair. Yeah. Oh, wait, they've been talking about this for three weeks. Oh, I think they want me to tick the box yeah. and begin to gather differently yeah. and volunteer. Yeah. So it just it just takes people that, that much time. I get it. Yeah. So. And so I haven't given a ton of like super practical stuff on this show, but that is one that we would highly, highly yes. recommend is uh, decide what you're going to push when it comes to your people, like figure that out on the yearly calendar. And then when you do it, talk about it for at least three weeks, especially now in this COVID world, post COVID world, we're going to get into who knows what attendance is going to look like, Yeah. but even people online share the same story, ask the same thing, push people in the same direction for three weeks in a row. We highly recommend that. Okay, so that's our vision. Yep, vision campaigns. campaigns. That's one thing that we do. Another thing that we do is very intentionally is our host language. Uh, so here at Mission Church, we don't have um, announcements. We don't fill that space with just what's going on in the life of the church. Yeah. We are always in our hosting moments talking about our mission, our vision, our values, um, almost ad nauseum. Yeah. But for the people in the seats, it's like fresh yeah. every single time, then it eventually sticks. So we always want to, because we want to leverage this for movement. Um, when we are hosting, we are always having an action step that they can take that day before they walk out of the building. Yeah. Um, and so we're very intentional about that in our hosting moments. Um, and it's a really cool thing. We have different people and personalities up there for hosting moments. Yeah. And so it's just helpful when we say we are mission, they hear unifying and consistent language yeah. um, from a number of different people. So yeah, and one of the things help. I know we are super proud of as a church is the way our church can communicate our vision to other people. And so, yes, we have a connections team, but because we're so consistent 
with our language, we hear other people speaking our mission, vision, values out in the lobby. I mean, even in the planter course, we're, we're two weeks in, and as we're asking people questions and they're answering back, they're using our mission and mm-hmm. our vision and our values because mm-hmm. they, they hear it. They hear it all the time. And listeners, I'm assuming you have moved on past this, but stop doing announcements if you're still using the host moment to give announcements. We haven't given an announcement in years in our service, and people are still in the know, it seems like. So stop doing announcements. Make that time in the service for getting people to move. You want to talk about like the tours that we do and maybe yeah. why we do yeah. that? Yeah, and, and this, this I was going to add in this point, yeah. and it goes into this tours. In the hosting moment, we also specifically talk to guests that are in the room. Yes. And so we say, hey, if this is your first time, and again, um, it's true, which is cool, because there are new people every single week. Yeah. And there's also this leadership where you talk to who should be in the room, right. not who is in the room. Right. And so um, we do that. And God's been kind enough to go, We're gonna, he's gonna bring some people here. So we also have those people in the room. But in our hosting moment, we talk specifically to guests who are here for the first time. Here is the one thing we want from you today before you leave. We uh, send them and invite them to come over by Guest Central. That's our one place we want them to go and take a tour. And so we say, hey, we're glad that you're here. Head over to Guest Central. You'll meet with our connections team and you're gonna take a tour. And it's a short kind of 10 minute walk around the building, not to showcase anything special about the building, but what is all over our walls is our mission, vision, and values. And so at their first um, Sunday being at Mission Church, they're seeing a map of the 10. They're hearing the heart of uh, what Mission Church is all about. They're picking up the story of God's activity already in this place and that we're people that step into it and we gather, grow, and go, which is in like six foot lettering on our back wall. Yeah, yeah. And so we're like, hey, just let's just pull the curtain back. This is what we want for you. Um, we are Mission Church. This is your invitation. It's awesome. So twice a year for six weeks straight, so 12 weeks a year, everyone in the room, their best next step is get on the growth track. And we just came out of that. Get on the growth track, get on the growth track. Uh, listeners for, you've heard, you've for heard, six weeks. Yeah. So if you think so, three weeks is yeah. long, we talked about it for six weeks. So we weeks double in a down row. on the growth track, which which goes twice a year. So we just got out of six weeks in a row of growth track. We'll do that again in January. Um so typically though, so if so if they're not hearing that for those 12 weeks, every other week it's it's just take a tour. That's the yep. only thing we want you to do is take a tour, which then the tour will land you into one spot. Now most of you churches, your one spot that you would send people to from that point is a small group. I did an episode in season one. If you haven't heard it, it's about why we believe small groups get people stuck and not sent. Please go back and listen to it. So if you take a tour as a guest, we don't direct you to a small group. You don't even hear the word small group. Right. We want you to do what and why. Yeah, we want you to gather differently. We actually want you to start living out this first value that we're talking about today. And on that tour, we say, hey, gather differently is the first value. Here's the best thing you can do. Try a team. Try a team. You're already here. Um, Why don't you try a team? It is the place where connection and community can actually get formed. And this kind of goes back to um, what I mentioned earlier about leader, you get to set the bar. We just said, what if the place we, the bar we want to set and the place we want to create for connection was on our volunteer teams, Mm -hmm. not some other place that might get people stuck. And so we say, take a tour right from there. 
try a team. Right. And the way we talk about our teams is um, we say, hey, if, if you're new here, it's the best place to meet people. Um, our mission, as you've heard probably a hundred times today, is helping people find and follow Christ. When it comes to gathering differently, you're going to bring some of your time as a volunteer. You're going to be rewarded by connecting with people, doing something with purpose, helping people find and follow Christ. And it's a little bit of their first exposure of being on a team, helping people find and follow Christ. It's kind of that shoulder rubbing discipleship yeah. as they're setting up chairs, as they're preparing for their rollback in mission kids. Right. Um, the gold is really in the relationships and them volunteering for right. the first time. Super good. And you, I said this in season one, I gave you the credit because I heard it from you, um, which is part of our team strategy. This is why we don't do small groups, but part of the team idea is if you aim for community, Sometimes people get community mm -hmm. and they ne almost never get this living a life on mission. Mm -hmm. But if we can point them in the direction and aim them at mission, they're going to get both mission and community. And being in a missional community is not volunteering on a team, but that volunteering on a team gives them a taste it of does. that exact thing of moving beyond themselves, serving someone else. And oh, by the way, in the process, they get community. One of the teams that community really has been developed is on our operations team. So the biggest, burliest, manliest guys, they're the ones that are experiencing this great community. Talk to our listeners about how that's being cultivated and what, mm -hmm. that's, what that looks like. If you yeah. show up here to serve on the ops team, what's that look like? Yeah, so all of our teams, uh, they have huddles before uh, the Sunday morning. And part of it is just to be on the same page. Um, for the role that they're going to be doing, but that's secondary to the primary thing, which is that is now a coaching environment for discipleship. So our directors or our volunteers who have been volunteers for a long time, they lead these huddles and they say, hey, just to remind us all, we are here to help people find and follow Christ. And then you tailor what that looks like and who's on the other side of that into the role that they're doing. So like the ops team, I see these guys, they're setting up chairs in the auditorium and as they place a chair, they take five seconds and they keep their hands on the chair and they pray for the yeah, name of the person so cool. who's gonna be in their chair. And when you're talking about wanting to get people a taste of being on mission, this ops team, yes, they're setting up chairs, but they're praying over them. And because they're learning to gather differently, they've also been inviting people. So they're setting up a chair and they're praying that their buddy would come and fill that chair today. Yeah. And so when you are in that state of dependency in the morning, you're looking for God's yeah. activity. And so you, you, if you can kind of take that leader and translate that into any one of your volunteer roles, how can you set up the bullseye of the morning to be the mission and the vision and to train your people to look for the opportunities to be dependent on God's spirit, to do that in a volunteer role? So the role is secondary to them practicing the activity of being on mission on a volunteer team in-house, yeah. which will prepare them for doing it outside. Yep, exactly. And very practically, when people do all the things you just stated on any team, they tend to then get on the growth track with the people they volunteer yeah. with. So they're like, hey, growth track's loading up. Well, let's let's do this course together. Yeah, they form as a tribe and then they kind of move as a tribe. Yep. And, and they become their first team, you know? So like, yeah. I mean, very, very practically, like if life happens or somebody's moving down the road or they're like, they are each other's first team, they've got each other's phone numbers, they show up for one another. And so that's really the community and camaraderie that gets formed. Yeah, I'll have you share in just a moment any kind of closing thoughts or coaching you have for pastors. 
since you are one and you know what they're wrestling with. But just as a synopsis, guys, um, I would, we of course have a planter and that's someone who goes Michelin and we'll do an episode on that. But really consider the idea of having partners. And I, I don't mean it to mean lowering the bar, but simplify what it means in your church to be a partner. Like Dan said, we use invite, give, volunteer, really consider these vision campaigns. What are you moving your people towards? Talk about things for three weeks in a row. And for the sake of sending people out on mission, make the first taste of community a volunteer team and not a small group because we think small groups can be cul-de-sacs that are really easy to get into and really hard to ever get out of. Like I said, listen to that episode for our thoughts and feelings on that. But any kind of parting words when it comes to gathering for movement you would share to our listeners? Yeah, I would I would encourage you, um, and I know, Tommy, in your earlier episodes, you talked a lot about mission and vision and values. And so um, take the risk, like Tommy is saying, to cultivate your volunteer team environment to give people the first taste of what your values and mission are as a church. And so if it, if you're a little um, apprehensive that it's going to be misconstrued, like, oh, you just want something from me to fill a spot and do something yeah. for you, that is on you and I as the leader to, in those huddles of five to seven volunteers, have there be a discipleship moment where you're saying, we are here to recite your mission. For us, it's help people find and follow Christ. So these aren't just chairs. These are names of your neighbors that you have been inviting. And we we say it kind of jokingly, but we it is an entirely different church experience when you have somebody coming with you on a Sunday morning. Yeah. And so as much as you can help your people experience that and feel a little bit out over their skis, but together as a team, that is a rich area for people to be looking for discerning God's activity and being discipled as they volunteer and gather differently. It's awesome. Super helpful. Uh, thanks for being on the show for the first time. Hey, thanks I for having me. I think I'll have you back if that's cool with you. If if it's if it's helpful. Yes, it is. You'll be hearing and seeing if you're watching on YouTube more of Mr. Dan Ruda uh, as we talk more and get into growing, and we'll talk about our growth track, and then eventually going and what our missional communities look like. This was kind of gathering for movement like one A because a big part of a gathering is of course the teaching and the preaching. Mm -hmm. So we didn't get into that. So in the next episode. Um, I'll have John Peacock, who is our, he's our teaching pastor who uh, I co-lead this church with, talk to you about him. He's going to talk about what does it look like to preach and teach with movement in mind? It's more complicated than you might think, but he's mastered it. So he'll be here next week. Uh, so like always, if there has been something that Dan has shared today that you would, if it would help your team or another pastor you know, please share this with that one pastor who could benefit uh, from this. I'm glad you guys are on this journey of redefining your churches for movement. So until next week, this is Redefining Church. Cool. Great. Good.